You're listening to the Plain Bible Teaching Podcast, where we discuss current events, social issues, religious trends, and noteworthy news from a biblical perspective. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for tuning in to the newest episode of the Plain Bible Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Soaker. This episode is being released on January 11th, 2024. And this week we're talking about the increase in sales in the morning after pill following New Year's Eve. This drug is taken by women in order to abort a child who may have been conceived after engaging in unprotected sex. For many people in the world, this type of thing is completely normal. Yet there are several problems with this from a biblical perspective. We're going to talk about that in our episode today. For links to the story we're talking about, as well as some other related materials, check out the show notes for this episode at plainbibleteaching.com slash podcast slash 011124. Now for our story this week. Morning after pill sales skyrocket after New Year's Eve. From Study Finds, sales of the morning after pill surge following all the celebrations on New Year's Eve, a new study reveals. According to the research, the aftermath of New Year's 2022 saw a significant spike in contraceptive pill sales in the United States, with over 40,000 additional units sold. The research estimates a 10% increase in emergency contraception sales in the week following New Year's Day, uncovering a higher likelihood that people engage in unprotected sex during these parties compared to other holidays. This increase is likely due to more sexual activity possibly because of higher alcohol consumption on these nights. That article also mentioned that Valentine's Day is the holiday with the second highest increase in sales of this morning after pill. Yet the increase for that holiday was only about half of what it was for New Year's Eve. And we'll talk about why that might be a little bit later in the episode. Also, this story mislabels this morning after pill as an emergency contraception. Many people wrongly refer to this pill in this way or have this concept about it. But contraception is about preventing pregnancy. The morning after pill is designed to end a pregnancy if that pregnancy has in fact taken place. Now that being said, there are a few problems with this practice that this article was talking about that I want us to notice here in this episode. Number one is the problem of fornication. Generally speaking, the women who are taking this morning after pill in order to terminate a potential pregnancy, they did not get pregnant within the confines of a marriage relationship. That's not what they're reacting to or what they're responding to. Either they got pregnant without being in a committed marriage relationship, or they are married but they got pregnant with a man who is not her husband. Those are the two reasons, generally speaking, why a woman would take this pill. And we've talked several times on this podcast about God's plan for marriage, that it involves one man and one woman for life. And it is in this relationship that God has given us a place to fulfill our sexual desires. Hebrews 13 and verse 4 says, Marriage is to be held in honor among all, and the marriage bed is to be undefiled. For fornicators and adulterers, God will judge. Now, the world thinks about this as being old-fashioned or impractical or unrealistic. 
And sexual relations then outside of marriage for the world, that's completely normal. The Bible calls it fornication, but for the world, that is a completely normal way of life. Yet the Hebrew writer said that God will judge those who engage in this type of behavior. Notice what Paul told the brethren in Corinth who wrote to them in his first epistle. Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, nor the covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers, will inherit the kingdom of God. Such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the Spirit of our God. In that list, Paul said that fornicators and adulterers will not inherit the Lord's kingdom. So if we want to be part of the Lord's kingdom, we need to give those things up. As Paul told those brethren, such were some of you, you gave those things up. We cannot continue to engage in those type of behaviors. Number two is the issue of alcohol. The article mentioned that higher alcohol consumption likely contributed to the increase in unplanned pregnancies, resulting in more people obtaining this morning after pill. Now, I don't have statistics in front of me, but it is clear, I believe, for everyone that a lot of people, we could probably say most people, tend to drink more on New Year's Eve than on an average day of the year. One of the dangers of alcohol is that it leads us to do things that we otherwise would not have done. The wise man said in Proverbs 23, verses 29 and 30, Who has woe? Who has sorrow? Who has contentions? Who has complainings? Who has wounds without cause? Who has redness of eyes? Those who linger long over wine, those who go to taste mixed wine. He talks about all the problems that come by engaging in this use of alcohol, this casual use of alcohol or the destructive use of alcohol. But many people claim that they are in control and that they are perfectly capable of handling the alcohol that they are consuming, that the alcohol just doesn't really affect them. But the wise man warned earlier in the book of Proverbs, wine is a mocker, strong drink is a brawler, and whoever is intoxicated by it is not wise. Many people think when they are consuming alcohol, when they're drinking, that they are in control. But often they end up going too far. And under the influence of alcohol, they end up doing things that they otherwise would not normally do. And that includes, as this study suggests, includes sleeping with someone who is not their spouse. So remember the wise man's warning. Do not look on the wine when it is red, when it sparkles in the cup, when it goes down smoothly. At the last, it bites like a serpent and stings like a viper. Even on New Year's Eve, if we just stay away from alcohol, then we will avoid all of the problems that are associated with it. Then the third point is on abortion. We mentioned the fact that the morning after pill is wrongly referred to as an emergency contraception. It's not contraception. It does not prevent pregnancy. It ends a pregnancy if someone has in fact gotten pregnant. And ending a pregnancy means that you are killing one who has been made in the image of God. The scriptures teach us that God created life in the womb. 
The psalmist said, For you formed my inward parts. You wove me in my mother's womb. I will give thanks to you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the depths of the earth. Your eyes have seen my unformed substance, and in your book were all written the days that were ordained for me, when as yet there was not one of them. So God creates life in the womb, but abortion ends the life that God has created there. And often abortions are performed in order to prevent one from facing the consequences of their actions. This is what David tried to do after his sin with Bathsheba, where he got her pregnant. But rather than what people do today, where you abort the child in order to avoid the consequences of that pregnancy, he instead arranged to have her husband killed because he was trying to avoid the consequences of his actions. When we sin, we need to deal with our sin to seek forgiveness from God, to face the consequences of it, and not try to hide it from everyone as if it never happened. And certainly we cannot hide it from God. So you have these sinful behaviors associated with what was being talked about in that article. Fornication, which is sexual relations outside of marriage. The casual use of alcohol that causes people to act in a way they would not otherwise act. And then abortion deliberately ending the life of an unborn child. But as I thought some more about this, there's another factor that we need to consider. Why is it that the increase of sales of this abortion drug on New Year's Eve was double the sales on Valentine's Day? After all, Valentine's Day is a romantic holiday. That's what's associated with that day. And the world, we think about the idea of love, the world equates that with sex. But in this case, it's not Valentine's Day that has the highest increase in sales of the morning after pill. It's New Year's Eve. I have a theory about why that might be. When worldly people, they equate love with sex, then they're looking forward to this Valentine's Day holiday that, that is associated with these things. If they know that day is coming up, they're able to plan ahead a little better. And that article even talks about how stores might be closed and they may not have access to certain things that, that might prevent a pregnancy. They're able to plan ahead a little bit better. New Year's Eve, for some reason, that doesn't happen. So this article talked about the increase in unprotected sex, and that's certainly what was going on here. But there's something else about it. It's also, for a lot of these people, unplanned. But the combination of the environment that they're in and the alcohol that they're consuming led to them doing something that they did not necessarily think was going to happen when the night started. And that leads to a warning for all of us. Be careful who you associate with, and what type of environment you place yourself in. Paul warned the brethren in Corinth, Do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. If we are associating with the wrong type of people, they will oftentimes lead us to do things that we 
know we shouldn't do, we wouldn't otherwise do, but because we hang out with the wrong crowd, we end up doing those things that they are doing. In the second letter to the Corinthians, he said this, Do not be bound together with unbelievers. For what partnership have righteousness and lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? Or what harmony has Christ with Belial? Or what has a believer in common with an unbeliever? Or what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of the living God. Just as God said, I will dwell in them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Therefore come out from their midst and be separate, says the Lord, and do not touch what is unclean, and I will welcome you, and I will be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. We cannot go out of the world, but we can avoid certain situations in which the worldly influence that is pressed upon us is greater than at other times. Remember the wise man's warning about the adulteress in Proverbs chapter 7. The one who was led astray, it says in verse 22, gave in to that temptation suddenly. But why was he an easy target? If you look at the beginning of the chapter and how he is described, he is talked about as being naive and someone who is lacking sense in Proverbs 7 and verse 7. If we do not appreciate how strong of an influence others can have on us, especially in certain environments, then there is a greater danger that we will fall into sin as well. So in summary, the transition from one year to the next should be a time to reflect upon the blessings that we have received from God and also look forward to the possibilities of the future. And it is also perfectly fine on these occasions to celebrate with family or friends or other people, but it is not a time to throw morals out the window and live as if there are no consequences for our actions. As Christians, we need to keep ourselves unstained by the world, as James 1.27 says. We need to keep ourselves pure rather than use a celebration as an excuse to behave like the sinful world that's around us. That's all for this week. Thank you for listening to the Plain Bible Teaching Podcast. I hope you found this to be interesting informative, and helpful. For links to the story we talked about and other related materials, visit the show notes for this episode at plainbibleteaching.com slash podcast slash 0111124. If you have a moment to rate and review the podcast or share it with others who'd be interested, that is always appreciated. And if you're listening to this, remember that we also upload video versions of the podcast to the Plain Bible Teaching YouTube channel. So if you prefer to watch this on video, that option is there for you. And if you are watching this on YouTube, please like this video and subscribe to the channel so you can see the other videos that we post here from time to time. And if you see a news story or have some topic that you think would make for a good discussion, send that to me at andy at plainbibleteaching.com. Thanks again for listening, and I hope to talk to you again next week. Thank you for listening to the Plain Bible Teaching Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others. Also, be sure to sign up for the Plain Bible Teaching Weekly Newsletter. This free newsletter will be delivered to your inbox each Friday with articles, podcasts, videos, sermon outlines, and more. Visit plainbibleteaching.com to subscribe today.